0: And so I want you to look here for me, Psalm 30. Amen. I want you to look at verse 11. So let's look at it. Let's eat some some ribs. Look what he says here. He says, uh, Psalm 30, verse 11. If you back up to verse 10, he says, Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O oh Lord, be my helper. Verse eleven. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. I'm saying one more time. You have turned my mourning into dancing. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to dance. Come on, somebody. You got to tell your neighbor, it's time to dance. You better get your dance on today. Amen. The text says that, yeah, hey, y'all getting sad. I'm getting glad. Look look what he said. He said, he said, you have loosened. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm loose. I'm loose. loose. I've been loosened. I've been set free. Amen. He said, you have loosened my what? my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness. I want to talk about this morning when God restores you. When God restores you. Amen. We have been through this journey with David in this 30th chapter of Psalm. Uh, Actually, this 30th book of Psalm. And we've seen David from prosperity to sickness. Amen. The last time I spoke from this passage or preached from this passage, David said, God, please, if I die, will the dust praise you? David, to me, understood something, saints, God wants praise. I'm going to say it one more time. God wants praise. God wants you and I to understand that the greatest thing that we can do with our lives is to give him praise. Uh, uh, Some people need instruments. Some people need good vocals arrangements, but but David understood something that in this life we all mess up. Do I have somebody? Uh, the life that is absent of praise is what I call a life that is in trouble. Do I have anybody? You see, we all may feel at times that, that what has happened to us is unfair. Amen. That somehow God may have punished us for something or for some reason or another. Do I have anybody? There are a lot of us walking around right now saying to ourselves, why why is this happening to me? How come it's happening to me? God, I have been faithful to you. But yet and still, I see all these trials. I'm experiencing all of this pain and suffering. But I want to tell you something. We have to remind ourselves of something, that God is a God of justice. God is a God of love. And even when we mess up, we can come back. Turn to your name and say, we can come back. You can always come back with God. And and, and you see, people will get you to believe that you can't come back from a mess up. You can't come back from a scandal. But but I want to tell you, one of the greatest men in the Bible, amen, the man that God says was a man after his own, come on somebody, his own heart. And I believe that some of us, we stay stuck Amen, it, where we are because we don't believe that God will accept us again. We don't believe that God can utilize us after we've had a fall. Do I have anybody? I'm not talking to no people nobody that's fallen before, but, but I want to tell you something to keep living. You'll find out that as soon as you go up, come on somebody, you, you get a bunch of fake friends come on somebody but when you when you hit the bottom your friends are few yeah. amen but when you're at the top your friends are many but 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 you find out in the end that they were all fake they were they never meant you any good do i have anybody david had messed up and he had distanced himself listen listen many of us when we mess up we distance ourselves from god do i have anybody Listen, his pride and his prosperity caused a division between him and God. Do I have anybody? David is in this passage and he's, he's given us a, a peek at, a man, at himself. Amen. At a point where he, his prosperity had blinded him. Amen. And one of the things that we have to be very careful of, we have to be very careful of prosperity, but we also have to be careful of adversity because they both have the same effect. Amen. Some of us may say, well, if I could just get a break. If I could just, you know, if I can just get more money, if I can get more of this, God, I've had a lot of people in my years of pastoring to say to me, Pastor, if God would just do X, Y, Z for me, and you know what's amazing about that? I've watched the same people who said that, Amen. When God did X, Y, and Z for them, they did elemental P. They were out. They did an O U T, Amen. They were out. <laughs> they. They, they did not know how to handle the prosperity that God has given them. Now, I want to say this to somebody here this morning, amen. You got to know something about God's restorative program, about God's restorative program, because God restores people, amen, who are broken, God knows how to pick us up because he understands that as long as we're in this flesh, we're going to mess up. Do I have any people, anybody here this morning who can testify right now and say, man, pastor, you know what? I've messed up. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and here's the thing about this. You got to know the difference between your restoration, self-restoration, and God's restoration. Because when God restores you, there's some signs, there's some symptoms, but there's also a manifestation, uh, uh, watch this, of God's power over your life. And there are a lot of us that's walking around here th- this morning, amen, we're wondering, how long will I stay in this situation? How long will I stay Amen. So distant from God. See, some of us are in church, but we're yet, we're still a little bit distant from God. Do I have anybody? You see, the beauty of of David's story is this, that God can bring you back from a disconnect. God can deliver you from anything. There is nothing too hard for God. Do I have anybody? Anybody? The question is, what do you do, amen, when God restores you? How does it look? What does it look like when God restores you? Let me say this to you. Some people stay faithful. Some people drift away. Some are happy and some are disappointed because, watch this, it was not the way that they expected it to be. May I say this to you? You don't understand that some of the things that you're going through right now or have went through, amen, God was using that to draw you closer to him. If you didn't go through that hell, if you didn't go through that disappointment, listen, you would have never found out what kind of person you were dealing with had you not went through that pain. Are you with me? David is at a place where he has changed his focus if you look at it for me just as to recap verse 6 says now as for me I preached this I said in my prosperity may, may I say this to you when God restores you and you go back into the ease of life Be very, very careful. Some of us in this room today, in this church this morning, God is doing something in your life. He is rebuilding you. He is reconstructing you. As a matter of fact, I want to say this this morning. I'm going to go this far to say this. He's renovating you. Some of you are in the restorative process. Amen. You know, when you restore something, you don't tear it all the way down. What you do is you take out the old and you put in the new. You, you start, you know, you may start with one beam and then you go to the next beam next week. You may start with one door and then you're gonna pull that door out. And that's all God is doing. But God, I, God sent me by here today to let you know something greater is coming. Amen. Blessings will come your way. Prosperity will come your way. Amen. Health, good health and strength will come your way. But you got to be careful that you do not become like our example in this passage. He says, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Look look what it says in verse 7. It says, oh, Lord, by your favor, you have made me strong like a mountain. That's what he's saying. David had gotten so full of himself that God had to bring him low. I already went over that. God had to bring him low. But see what I love about God, even when he has to chasten us, he doesn't abandon us. I'm going somewhere. Even when he chastens us, he doesn't leave marks on us. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. See, some of you, watch this, you chasing your children out of anger. God chastens you out of love. And when you love your child, yeah, you're going to have to tell them what's right from wrong. You're going to have to break out that, yeah, amen, every now and then. But here's the thing. You're not going to leave no marks. You're not going to leave no scars. Because you love them, and you love them enough, amen, to restore them back to where they need to be. And let me say something. God wouldn't be no good parent if he left you right where you were, amen, or if he kept allowing you to keep going in the direction that you were going. Do I have anybody? The text text is plain, and David said, man, man, I was so strong, I felt like a mountain. He says, Your favor, God. I had favor, I had prosperity, and listen, I had strength, I had good health. All of a sudden, Amen. David got sick. All of a sudden, anybody been there? All of a sudden, you're saying to yourself, God, what's going on? God, why is this happening to me? Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody who could say that today that you've been wondering and you've been asking yourself the question, Amen? why is this happening to me, God? Why, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel run down? Why? I'm trying my best. But listen, I'm getting to my point. But, but, but see, what I got to show you is David went from a man of strength to a man who, had, who was close to death. He was knocking on death's door. And God says, man, David, I got you. Now I got your attention. May I ask you this question? How far low do you have to go before you surrender? How low do you have to get to the point where you'll say, God, I surrender it all, God. Listen, some of us, amen, we, we have a high tolerance for pain. We have a high tolerance for suffering. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, amen, you got you to watch what God is doing in your life because, listen, that sickness, that disease, that confusion, that trial, that whatever you're facing right now, it is an a, an alarm in your life that God is trying to get your attention. You got to stop and ask yourself a question, amen. Have I gotten beyond myself has pride come in? Do I have anybody? I told you last, the last time I was here, I told you that David, he had a prayer. His, we saw his prayer. We saw his plea. We saw his proposal to God. But lastly, we saw his promise. And his promise was, God, forever I'm going to praise you. Watch the text. The text is very plain. He says right here in verse 8, he says, To you, O Lord, I call, and to the Lord I made supplication. Verse 9, what profit is there in my blood? If I go down to the pit, well, notice what David was concerned about above everything else. David wasn't concerned. David had gotten back on focus. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You have to start making praise and worship your priority. You've been coming, but you haven't been praising. Can I minister to you today? You've been showing up, but listen, you haven't been really pouring out to God. David said, God, listen, if God has given you a second chance today, I don't know how many second chance people I got, but but I want to say this to you. You should be the first to stand up. You, you should be the first to say hallelujah. You should be the first to shout out of here. You should be the first to run around the room. You should be the first. Listen, you can't beat my praise because of what I've been through. Anybody here been through something? See, a lot of us, listen, listen, listen. We can take on a humanistic view of our lives, but God does not want you to believe. Listen, he wants you to believe this. He wants you to believe that he is. Come on, somebody. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, Oh, come on, somebody, seek him. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, you got to remember this, amen. You got to remember the promise that you made to God. And if you're going back on your promise today, you need to be restored. You promised God that you wouldn't turn your back. You promised God that you, oh, yeah, I know it's going to get quiet now. You, you promised God if you just give me off on Sundays, if you just give me off on Saturdays, God, I'll show up. Now you ain't got nothing. And we still can't see you. You got to keep your promise. Got to keep your promise to God. Do you, listen, listen, does he have to take you through another valley? Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He says, look what he said. He says, look look at David's promise. He says, will the dust praise you? There's no profit in my death. In other words, what David was doing, David was bargaining with God. And David was saying, God, listen, I have value to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got value. I got value. Listen, look. Look, now, now tell the Lord, Lord, I'm valuable to you, God. I, God now, now I want you to tell the Lord, Lord, Lord. come on, tell him, Lord, Lord, I'm going to praise you. Come on, Lord, I, I'm going to pray. Lord, it it makes no sense you take me down to the dust, Lord. It it makes no sense, come on, somebody, that that you keep me in depression. It, It makes no sense, Lord, that I stay in this circumstance. It makes no sense, amen, that I keep struggling. But, Lord, I promise you that if you get me out of this, I just don't. But God, now we're talking to God now. I'm talking to a God. But God, here not only will I praise you, but now don't y'all lie to God now. You ready? You ready? You ready to say it to God? But God, I'm going to be faithful to you. Oh, see, I ain't get too many of that. I ain't get that. See, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So, come on, let's see if we can open our mouth. I, I want you to lie with me. Lord... I promise I'm gonna be faithful to you. Look at y'all. Y'all can't even say it. Somebody's like, I ain't saying that. Shoo! I don't want God to strike me down. You already struck down, boo. That's the reason why you can't look up because you've been struck. God, I'll be faithful to you. Come on, let's see if we we can say it one more time. God, I'm gonna be faithful to you. You know what that is? That's entrapment right there. <laughs> listen, listen, David said, God, I, look, would the dust praise you? I mean, seriously, would the dust, what can the dust do for you? Yeah. Then look at verse 10. He says, he says, hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. Let's watch this. He says, O Lord, be my helper. Yeah. David understood something. David understood that he needed God's grace. Hallelujah to his holy name. David understood that not only did he need God's grace, but he needed God's help. May I ask you a question? How long will you keep looking for help in all the wrong places? How long will you keep calling on people rather than calling on God? Your help is not coming from man. Your help comes from the Lord. Lord, be gracious to me this morning. Lord, if I'm faithful, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to be faithful to you. But, Lord, be gra- Lord, Lord, send me some help. Does somebody here need to cry out, God. God, I need some help. No, everything is good right now. I get, it, I get it. God, I need some help right now. How many need some help this morning? How many need some help this morning? Listen, 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 listen. You know, people that need help, they act a certain way. They, listen, listen, they don't care what's going on around them. Their situation demands, watch this, it's an emergency. And God, I know I'm going down to the dust. I know I'm sick. I know I'm broke. I know I'm broken. I know I'm battered and bruised. But I know, God, that somehow or some way, God, you're going to pull me up out of this thing. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. But what happens when God restores you? Prayerfully, we can learn something today. Amen. It's amazing how many of us mean good, but we don't follow through. I'm saying one more time. Listen, there are a lot of good-meaning people. You mean good. Listen, I know you're sincere for the moment. Amen. I know in your pit, come on, somebody, you'll say anything to get out. Trying to hear me. I know in your pit, you will make promises. You're going to write checks you can't even. In your pit, you'll say all kinds of things to God, but you got to understand something about God, saints. He knows your heart. He knows your character. He knows whether your yes is yes and your no is no. He knows what you really mean. When you say yes, you're really saying no. Come on, somebody. He knows you. And he knows you so good, come on somebody, that he knows what to allow in your life so that he can turn your yeses to yeses and your noes to noes and your maybes to maybes. He knows how to do that. You know why? Because he's God. And for some odd reason, I don't understand how we really believe that we can fool God. That with me? Listen, listen, God knows you struggle and he doesn't hold that against you. Amen. You know why? Because of his grace. God doesn't treat you like people have treated you in your life. Come on somebody. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you passionately matter of fact it's called crazy love cause he's crazy about you you gotta remember that but may I ask you something why do we treat him the way we do oh lord be my helper oh lord be my helper lord Whatever the enemy is trying to set me up with, Lord, be my helper, Lord. Oh, Lord, whatever the devil is trying to do to destroy me, Lord, be my helper, Lord. Lord, I need some help right now. Right now is when I need some help. But may I say this to you? Remember, it's the same David in this same passage. But I believe that he said it Prematurely. Because if you back up to verse 5, look what he says here in verse 5. He says, For his anger is but for a moment. Weeping may endure for a night. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. David said, David, David, in the middle of the passage, he talked about dying, but before he talked about dying, he says, God, I know you were angry with me. But here's what I understand about you, Lord. Now, the word anger there has the idea of blowing through the nose. God's anger is but for a moment. But our anger lingers. It lingers. It lasts weeks. Come on, somebody. You go to bed angry, you wake up angry. And if the God of the universe can overlook your faults, why can't you look over other people's faults? Why can't you overlook? Come on, somebody. The person that scarred you, the person that tried to destroy your life. Why? That's the reason you're stuck because there's no forgiveness in play. He says weeping may duel. I like the King James on that one. For a night. But shouts of joy comes in the morning. You got to give weeping a one-night stand. You cannot allow what you're going through or what you've been through to keep you in the mode of weeping. David said, Lord, you are angry and you have every right to be angry with me but it wasn't going to last. You know why it didn't last? Because right after last night, you woke up this morning. And somebody here is saying, you don't understand what I'm feeling this morning, but you woke up this morning. And if you ain't got a reason this morning to have some joy in your life, If you don't have the, you know what the problem is with most people? They worship their problems rather than worship God. David gave us a remedy. He says weeping may last for a night, but oh joy. Somebody here this morning, you got to have a little bit of joy in your heart. You got to have a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of. Come on, somebody. You, you ought to exemplify the joy that you, when you think about all that you've been through and where God has brought you from and how He's placed you where you are right now, you're not where you used to be. Last night is gone. Here it is, a new day. Thank you. And I got joy in my heart. I got joy, yeah, my bank account may not look right, but I got joy. You can't take my joy. You can't take it from me. David, David said, Lord, I weeped all night. And then when you fast forward to verse 8 and 9, he said, not only did I weep all night, but I was negotiating with you all night about my life. I was at the point of death. Doctors couldn't help me. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Radiation couldn't help me. Chemo couldn't help me. Amen. Insulin couldn't help me. But but but, but you Lord, it only lasts tonight. The pain only lasts a night, but here I am. I'm still alive. I still have my right mind. When the devil tried to kill me, I'm still here, Lord. You know what I found out? It's not people killing us. We're killing us. You know how we're killing ourselves? By what we put in our mouth, what we eat, and how we think. Suicide. We're overweight. Oh, y'all ain't trying. The the devil's so slick, he got saturated fat and everything. He got sodium and everything. I'm on this sodium thing. Listen, listen he, he's trying to kill you at your own hand. You have no self control at the table. Are yeah. they trying to hear me? Listen, and we pl- we're blaming everybody else, but we're waking up hurting. Come on, somebody. We're tired. Come on, somebody. We think these pills that they're giving us is going to, listen, those pills are just treating the symptom and not the cause. I just thought I'd drop that right there. Because I believe that's the issue. Amen. I believe that Satan wants us at our own hands to kill ourselves. And and look, apart from eating, suicides, he wants you in that midnight hour while you're going through that weeping to say this is it. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. Amen. Listen, let me tell you something. It ain't that bad, baby. The morning is coming. I'm going say it one more time. The morning is coming. You got to make it through midnight. You got to make it to the next morning. But, but listen, aren't you tired of getting up every day? Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. Feeling the same way. Doing the same thing. Aren't you tired of that? Come on. How long? Watch this. Watch this. The greatest thing that ever happened to me was my heart attack. That brought change in my life. I went through that midnight, come on somebody, four years later, I keep, I, keep I keep striving, 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 I keep striving. I have not given up y'all and I don't want you to give up and if you've been through something or some type of pain or suffering or medical issues, you got to remember something saints, it's going to pass. This too shall pass. You got to give it a one-night stand. Stop allowing the enemy to get your mind thinking, oh, this is permanent. So, when God restores you, what does that mean? How does that look? Well, let's look at it. Verse 11. Verse 11. Let's look at verse 11. Verse 11, look what it says. He says, You have turned for me. Now, this word for turn, watch this. The word turn in the Hebrew, the word means to convert, to destroy retire, but the word also means to change. What's the most difficult thing that we all have trouble with right now? Change. Isn't that right? It's hard. It's hard. It's difficult, right? But watch this. When you've hit, when you've come to the doorsteps of death, hmm, when you've been through some trauma and God restores you, the first thing will happen in your life. You ready for this? Give me a first point. First thing will happen, you'll experience a life change. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. When God restores you, you'll have a life change. And I'm not just talking about something that will happen today and then next week you go right back to being what you were. I want to tell you something. The day that I accepted Jesus Christ into my life and he restored me, I've been the same ever since. See, when God restores you, you have a life-changing. Listen, he converts those situations. He changes those situations. He changes your life. This word is used to indicate in a battle of an army, watch this, turn in flight in a different direction. So whatever was coming after you when God restores you, it goes in another direction. You will experience a what? A life change. Anybody here need a life change? Anybody right now is experiencing a life change? When God restores you, you see things differently. You respond differently. You live differently. You eat differently. Come on, somebody. See, what I was trying to tell you is you can't start living a healthy lifestyle until God changes you. We we've been trained a certain way. Come on, somebody. We were brought up a certain way. Am I right about it? I've seen people who have said on last week, Pastor, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna sold out for God. And then this week they're gone. They're that where are they? What happened to that change? See, when God restores you. You have a life change. Listen, listen, I'm not talking about a lip change. Turn to David saying, lip change. I'm talking about a life change. Put that on Facebook. Lip change only lasts a day. But life change lives, lasts for a lifetime. He says you, God. Now notice David is talking about God. He says you have changed. You have turned for who? For me. You know what else happens? God starts working on your behalf. God starts working on your behalf. You have a life change. Look what he says. He says, you turn my morning. Oh, somebody. To dancing. David said, he says, listen, God. When you step in, not only do I have a life change, but here's the second thing. Here's the second thing that happens when God restores you. You will no longer feel sorry for yourself. Ninety percent of people who experience change after they change, they keep on feeling sorry for themselves and blaming themselves. It's time to let that go. When God restores you, he gives you confidence. He builds your self-esteem. He, watch this, you walk in the spirit. You have the word of God, and you don't have to sit back and feel sorry for yourself anymore. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. Listen, when David was sick, And he was in sin. He was a broken man. And all he could do, that word mourning, means to wail. Sadness. Walking around with your head hung low. You're beautiful, but you want to walk around. You don't even know your worth. You keep feeling sorry for yourself. You need to step up. I need to say, God, restore me. Give me a life change, Lord. Lord, you turned what was bad into what's good. Come on, somebody. Notice what it says. The text says he turned. He changed what? what? What did he change? The text says he changed his mourning into what? Into dancing. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had some dances in the house. I wish I had some music in the house. I wish I had some people who've been through some mourning. I I wish I had some folk who've been truly changed. Who can stand up and say, God, oh, yeah, Pastor, I got, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm feeling that, Pastor. Oh, yeah, my legs start moving. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I understand what you're talking about. See, God can take what's bad and transform it right before your eyes. But listen, you got to stop crying and start dancing. You got to learn that you got to get your dance on. Come on, somebody. Y'all know if y'all were in the club, y'all, amen. Give me some music or something, amen. You, you know that when God touches your life, amen, amen, you, you, you know how to dance through your circumstances. You've been through a lot, but God has turned your morning. I'm no longer gonna feel sorry for myself. Come on and stand up and say, I'm no longer gonna feel sorry for myself. I'm gonna get my, come on, I'm gonna get my dance on. I'm gonna get my dance on. Come on. He turned my morning into dancing. Come on, somebody. Come on here, let me see that. Uh-huh. Come on here. He turned your morning a dancer. come on y'all ain't trying to hear me. y'all ain't trying to hear me try see y'all acting funny y'all acting funny come on you got something that, that listen you can't sing but you can dance you don't need a voice for that amen you see, you see, here's that I wasn't trying to push you to do it. I, I want you to do it. You follow what I'm saying? I want you to do it because you see it necessary. You understand what I'm trying. Listen, I was mourning last night. I was crying last night. But here I am now, I gotta dance. I got something to dance about. Dancing in that time illustrates joy. Amen. David said, "David said, Lord, you took what was bad and turned." I got to stop feeling sorry for myself. Those who have been saved, watch this. Have been chastised. And those who have been chastised are eager to, and ready to praise, watch this, after the chastisement is over. You know what happens to us? We get mad. We get to with God. I ain't going to church no more. God should have did this for me. God should have did that for me. Listen, baby, you were being chastised. But he took my mourning and turned it into dancing. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Listen, I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not, you know, I don't have the qualification. Let me tell you something. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And, you know, the people say, I don't feel sorry. And then the main ones catch them by themselves, and peek into their thoughts. You know what you're going to see? They're feeling sorry for themselves. David said, man, no more. When God restores you, no longer will you feel sorry for the next thing he says. Look what he says. You turned me my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth. Now, let me tell you what a sackcloth is. A sackcloth was customary. It was a customary garment that they would wear. They would gird themselves. It was rough clothing that when they put it on, it showed outwardly to everybody that you were sad. David said, not only was I mourning, but I looked it. But when God... Restores you. Give me my next point. See, some of you think you look good today. But you got some sackcloth on. But when God restores you, baby, you're not going to look the same. I'm talking about you're not going to look the same. I know healthy Christians, I can tell healthy from unhealthy. I can tell those Christians that are deficient, amen, that has some deficiencies in their lives. I can listen, listen. I'm a shepherd. I know what it looks like. But see, here's the thing. David said, "You loot." Listen, when you put the sackcloth on, watch this. You would sit there in ashes. Some of you look you today. You need some cocoa butter. You need some, you need some new cocoa butter. You need something to take that look off your face. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. But, but, but see, what, what we got to understand about the sackcloth, it, it wants to remain on you, but God says he will loosen it. He will, he, listen, it doesn't happen overnight. I'm not telling, listen, you got to grieve. You got, yeah, okay, you got to grieve. But this word, this word loosen, it means to break forth. The, the word means, watch this, to ungird or to unstop something. And what God wants to do is he wants to loosen you from your past. He wants to loosen you from that pain. He wants to loosen you from everything that's connected to that sackcloth. You've got to hear what I'm trying to say to you. And here's what I'm trying to say to you. You're not going to look the same. You're going to come to church with a smile on your face. You're going to go to your job saying, man, I got a job. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I know. I got. But, but, but listen, you never turned down the check, did you? Hey, 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 hey. Hey. You're not even going to look the same after God is through. Turn to your neighbor and say, after God is through with me. Woo. Lord have mercy yes you were sick yes you were broken yes you were sad yes you were full of sorrow but not today turn to this I ain't having it no more not today loose me God come on release me God come on not today not today not today loose me Release me, God. Listen, you're dealing with a difficult man. You're dealing with a difficult woman. Listen, let me tell you something. Stop allowing their problem to be your problem. Loose yourself. We let people ruin us, but if God was to develop us and restore us, guess what would happen? We would look differently. And there's no reason for a Christian to walk around here with his head hang low. We got too much going for us. We got a God that will rescue you at midnight. We got a God that will transform your mornings. Come on, somebody. We got a God that will loosen you from some stuff that has attached itself to you. Listen, you got to start praising. You got to start having joy in your heart. Watch the the text. The text is deep, man. He said, not only will you loosen me from my sackcloth, notice this. Notice this. This is something I notice in the text. Notice this. David knew something about God. Because twice he says, you turned uh huh, and you what? Loosen. If you're looking for relief and restoration, it can only be found in him. He didn't say my prosperity brought me out. He didn't say people brought me out. He says you. But watch what David said, though. See, here's the thing. When you've been in mourning, when you've been, listen, when you've been broken, you start making it yours. In other words, you get married to your mourning. You get married to your sackcloth. People try to cheer you up. You just won't be cheered up. You don't want to be cheered up. You can't, you you smile. For a minute, and then you go right back, feeling sorry for yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> How long you don't keep fooling yourself? How long will you keep living like that? Look what he said. Look what he said. Last point. He says, he said, not only did you, 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 you loosened my sackcloth, but he says, you girded me. You girded me. You bind me. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. You stretched out your arms to me, God. Listen, listen. He says you girded me with gladness. Last point. Not only will you not look the same, but the last thing, you get your joy back. You get your joy back. I'm going to say it one more time. You get your joy back. I don't even have to tell you to dance. You're just going to dance for yourself. I don't have to tell you to praise. You know what? you going to come in here. Shoot. Where, where the music at, Pastor? Where the music at? Where, where, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Where, where am I supposed to be at? See, there's something about when you know Jesus. There's something about when he restores you. There's something about when he brings you back from sin. There's something about when he turns you back around. Listen, he says you'll get your, your joy back. Somebody here this morning, you need some joy, baby. You need some joy. You got to let the Lord restore you. Because you've been letting everybody rob you. But you know what you got to do? You got to walk around out of here today, and you got to say this to yourself as you go to your call. I'm a changed person. Oh, you got to open your mouth, and you got to say it. I'm a changed person. I'm going to, listen, listen. You got to say, I'm a changed person. Come on, somebody. Listen, it took one prayer. It's going to take one declaration. I'm a changed person. I no longer look the same. Come on, somebody. I no longer look the same. Amen. I will no longer feel sorry for myself. And guess what, devil? I'm taking my joy and my kids and my money and my house. I'm taking it all back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking my ministry back. Come on, somebody. I'm taking my ministry back. I'm taking it back. You know why? Because guess what? God has restored me. And when God restores you, oh, boy, you restored. In January 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation was declared. This legal document said that all slaves were free. But in Texas, someone kept it a secret. They didn't tell us we were free. So for a couple of years after emancipation, for a couple of years after the emancipation proclamation, we were still in bondage. We were acting like slaves, but we were free. Amen. In fact, we were so glad that someone finally told us we made a date, a holiday, amen, Juneteenth, every year. Thank God that someone told us if nobody has told you baby you're free come on somebody Christ has set you free Jesus on Calvary 2,000 years ago he gave you an emancipation proclamation and if somebody's been lying to you you gotta know the news today that you're free you're free you can live again. You can have joy. You can't have peace. You are changed. They kept them in darkness for two years. But today, you got to know something. You're free. Today, you're no longer bound to mourning and crying and pity partying and staying in the valley. Today, you are free. Walk in your freedom. Can you imagine when they found out? Can you imagine? I w I I don't wish I was there, but I'm saying, but if I could peek in there. I could imagine they start dancing. I could, y'all ain't trying to hear me. Let, let's, let's, I can imagine. I could imagine that. I can imagine them finding out, man, we've been free all this time. How come nobody told me until now? God's telling you today you're free. Free. He died on camera to set you free. So you don't have to mourn anymore. You can take off that sackcloth. It's time for you to get a new wardrobe. Time for you to go get tailor-made. Come on, somebody because you're free. When God restores you, you'll get your joy back. When God restores you, come on somebody, you'll experience what? A life change. You'll no longer feel what? You'll no longer, you'll not look the same and lastly, get your joy back. Give God a